Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life. Hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Earth School. It's a delight as always to have you here and welcome B.B., Hey, I'm looking forward to this week's episode. <laughs> we're we're kind of just looking at the landscape that is available to us at this moment in time, and be through the lens of reclamation, which we've talked a little bit about, but going in from a different angle mm-hmm. this time. Um, that we're maybe where we're being supported in life and how to work with that energy, so that we're really bringing it back in through ourselves, or where we're meeting maybe at the edges of it and um, working with ourselves mentally, emotionally and physically and spiritually through it, but also so that we're able to actually integrate it into ourselves too. So rather than just holding it in our hands, that it actually becomes part of us. So Bibi, I'll hand over to you, my dear. Where would you like to start? Mm. So um, Mm. we are in times um, cosmically and uh, seasonally where um, the emotional element is just a little stronger or more supported so there's like a a real opportunity for us to when we talk about reclamation to reclaim our emotional integrity or sovereignty you know there's an opportunity to I suppose um, revisit how we actually relate to our emotions how we see our emotions are we seeing them as something that is that is a hindrance that's annoying you know especially those emotions that are a little more difficult um or do we relate to our emotions, you know, as something that can give us information, maybe something that can help us guide us back to our, you know, our soul journey, our soul essence, our purpose, um, or maybe even like, do we relate to our emotions a little bit depending on kind of, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. of both. Um, so it's really a time to, to, to look at how, yeah, our relationship essentially to our emotions. Mm. Mm. To me, it feels like, um, you know, coming into winter and all. It's like, see what's lurking in the shadows. That's <laughs> yeah. what comes to mind. Like, do you know, like, because some of our, not all of our emotions are fully true either. Like, do you know, we can't put the full lip long going, that's the whole picture. Like, but to me, it's like building a relationship with our emotional system or emotional body mm-hmm. gives us so much more information of knowing maybe how to ride certain currents that are running through us beginning to feel them before they overtake us as well like and then become the thing that's driving us versus us sort of working with it and to me as to the way I like to work with them is to see them as something that I can actually learn from like mm-hmm. do I can enter into dialogue with as well like and receive information or gain clarity or to bring in resources to them to help them in a sense be held if yeah. not even maybe dissolve like but initially just to be held like mm. Yeah, I like that idea when you think of emotions, like before we dive into like the actual emotions, but emotions is a system, you know, and how we relate to that system. And when we talk about it in terms of reclaiming aspects or reclaiming that system, either, uh, even it's sort of the question, what were we, what were we taught, <laughs> you know? Is there a narration where we grew up in that said, like, don't be so emotional or, you know, don't let your emotions drive you or don't trust your emotions, whether it was actually said verbally like that or mm-hmm. insinuated? Um, what sort of have we learned actually, you know, how have we been trained to, to 
look at emotions? Is it something that, you know, it's like you, you better ignore that and write over it and suppress it. And, and how has that been working for you? Um, or yeah, like, you know, what's sort of our history in how we relate mm -hmm. to emotions of the system? Yeah, I think it's, re it's really interesting to look at what we've been taught and what we've learned and what we've taken on from our family mm. around emotions, like, and then how that is impacting who we are in this current moment. Like, um, you know, if you think of even attending healing sessions or therapy sessions or getting support in some way, like, like I've seen it so often in people where like, you know, they come in and, and then they cry, like, and they're like, oh my God, I'm really, 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 really sorry. Like, and you're like, But there's no better place to do that there because mm -hmm. also for so many of us, like when we go into those spaces where they're held, like, and we feel we can really trust the person, like, or we're able to release in a sense and let that be shown, we're shown a part of ourselves that's been in us, mm -hmm. but maybe we haven't had the space to acknowledge it, or we've maybe been sort of just dampen it down a little bit just to keep going throughout the day, get everything done, just to keep all the trains moving in life, like that there's this beautiful space that we're, we're to me it's like some, like my mother would always say, it's better out than in, like, do you know, like, because I, like, I'm a pure emotional fish, like sort of job, like I'll cry at everything, like, do you know, but it's like, it needs a space to be given movement to, like mm -hmm. it needs a space just for us to voice it. Sometimes I just think even just us acknowledging what's really within us without even trying to do anything with it is the first step is to actually name maybe what we're feeling or get a sense even if we can't name what it is to feel into it you know oh, it feels like a big lump it just feels like ugh, it feels like you know it feels like barbed wire it feels like you know a water running through me or whatever it might be that it's allowing us to start very gently get to know it like but like we, we hold so many tender parts for ourselves that we've kept hidden like mm. and to me that's what healing is is allowing us that space you know to bring them out without maybe having to do anything with them initially but just acknowledging them like and bringing them into the room and bringing them into the space like because to me that in a sense is reclaiming do you know reclaiming isn't always outside of us it's like going actually this part of me has always been hurting and now maybe I feel yeah I feel resourced enough to actually take it by the hand and acknowledge it like mm. I don't know how you experience it, but for me, sometimes it's having having an understanding first of what's a safe way to express an emotion or what's a good environment. Sort of having all those systems and ways, you know, knowing what's the friend or the, the therapist or, you know, mm. the yoga mat or wh whatever that space is. And having an understanding that's where I can live my emotionality or a particular emotion allows me then to go deeper with that emotion. So it's like, it doesn't even allows me to go deeper with it. It the, the, the better my systems and ways mm. in place to deal with it, the the more freely it offers itself and comes out and becomes less of the struggle. So, you know, I don't know if that's for you the same, but for me, mm. sometimes works works that way around. You know, mm -hmm. I see it as like you're creating the environment within yourself. Yeah, do you know, like so, like there can be things that we know we know that are in a slack do you know that we know we need support with but our system's nowhere near ready mm. to be with it like mm. and I think like I honestly think that's okay like because oh, we have yeah. the awareness of it and we're not we're not playing dumb we're not numbing it down but we're going like I need I need to have the scaffolding around me I need to know that I can go into this space with my teacher with my therapist or whatever it is and I know that that will be held And I'll maybe never be spoken about again. 
but I can let it out in this moment like do you know because like, it's so cathartic in a sense like to have this and it doesn't need to be a dramatic release like some of it can be very very visceral but it's allowing a space for it to be out like but we need I think for me for a lot of people it's about safety like Mm. And it's also like, I'm not going to be judged for this. I'm not going to be shamed. And I'm sure as hell I'm not going to have the person opposite me pat me on my back and go, you're okay. Do you like ask them, they'll just maybe let you sit there with it. Like, do you know, because like, I think that's a big thing is that we immediately, you know, like we say, good old Irish will pat you on the back. Do you know, like I remember somebody years ago coming, but like, you know, what happens if somebody cries in a session? I go, what do you think you do? Well, he's like, you try and stop them. I'm like, no. <laughs> I go, you just let them cry. And if you feel you need to, you tell them, let it out, like. Yeah. And, you know, it goes both ways because when we talk about, you know, healthy relationship to emotions, our mind goes right into those intense emotions, right? Or mm. the, the emotions we, you know, maybe think are not as comfortable, that side of the spectrum. But when we talk about emotional, you know, sovereignty, owning your emotion also means owning the beauty, the joy, mm. the excitement, because we fool ourselves if we think we can numb down one spe- one part of the spectrum and still experience the full aliveness in the other. So a lot of the times, the way I work with it is like, I'm looking at my level of aliveness and aliveness doesn't always mean happy, <laughs> mm-hmm. but a sense of aliveness. And if I know that aliveness is dampened down, I'm starting to really look at like, okay, what is, am I actually suppressing? What am I consciously, unconsciously suppressing? Where is that going on? Because it also means that all of a sudden, when you look at a sunset and you're just like, you just couldn't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, like there's like, whoa, yeah. what happened with me that that doesn't move me or a hug of my, my partner or, do you know, where you go like, great, let's move on with like a head full of trouble. Um, where you go, whoa, 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 whoa. If I can't, experience the joys anymore then obviously something there's a level of dampening Mm. down and for me that's always an invitation to right go deeper but it's so it is it's like about it's this time of the year is it is kind of called darker season and it is a time where we tend to see that which we haven't looked at for a long time because like the light isn't there we're not so extrovert we're not out there that much we don't get all the distractions so much so we're sort of sitting at home with a cup of tea going like oh yeah it's raining outside I'm not gonna go out and you kind of sit at home with yourself you know so it's it's an invitation to get cozy but that's that all of that is very very important but it's one aspect of our emotional dimensionality right so mm. when we talk about getting in touch with that it's also an invitation this time of the year get in touch with our greater joys i think it's it goes equal the more i'm in touch with my my true gratitude not the gratitude i'm trying mm. to put on top of something but the the deep belly gratitude for for certain aspects in my life if i'm really in touch with um you know those people who really mean a lot to me and you know having relationships and maybe verbalizing that to them what it actually does for me it's like allows me then to deal with the darker things as well easier Mm. you know because you 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 need light with the darkness (laughs) so it is a time to you know whilst we're looking at the dark side it's really a time to actually rebirth in a way reclaim your joys as well you know, those few things that you have at the moment that are really working for you, can you celebrate them? You know, maybe you're just loving your job or w- whatever it is, maybe you're in love or maybe you're loving your life because you're just out of a relationship. What, whatever it is, there's, you know, or you just rearranged your home and you're just really like psyched about that, you know, like, can you let that in? Because we live in a society where we also very much 
doubtful of happiness, right? <laughs> like we have it in our language, it's like, Asher, ah, sure, I'm okay right now. Like, you know, but, you know, I wouldn't express how happy I am because mm-hmm. A, I hope I don't offend someone and B, we hope that it's going to last. And sure, if I'm, you know, mentioned that I'm happy, that could be something like then happening for me to mm-hmm. be not happy afterwards. So there's a real sort of, we we think that the heavy side of the spectrum of the emotions are here when they're here and they're lasting. Like we have this warped sense, right? We're like, oh, I'm in the shit. This is never going to change. But then when it comes to positive side, our judgment around that is totally different. We're like, oh, Jesus, that'll be, that'll be all changing in two seconds. Whereas like emotions, they always change, right? There's always mm. this fluctuation in it. But it's just interesting how I think generally collectively our labeling of things make us feel, oh, the dark side has me stuck and the light side will sort of like kick me back out in two seconds. Mm. It's like, um, well, the thing was when we're into the healing realm, we can get very stuck in releasing and pulling out and releasing and pulling out and digging, 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 digging. Like, and it's always for the stuff that hurts, like the stuff that pains us, like which has a place, like, mm. And for some of us, it's actually easier to work with that, which is in a sense in the shadow, than actually turn and actually work with with that that is in the light, but is also a little bit in the shadow. Like, because I can, somebody can be more afraid of pleasure than they can be of death. Yeah. Do you know, like, we're like, but we don't look at it that way because we're so used to looking at, in a sense, the shadow being all the, will think of them being sort of lower vibration or certain words like, you know, anger, frustration, you know, being stuck, not moving, whatever it might be like. But we can be more afraid of the actual other side of actually living a full life, Mm. of choosing pleasure, of eating good food even, do you know, like without analysing it all. That way, like of enjoying good company, of choosing decisions that really feed us versus old ones that we feel we have to do and we should do and that's the way we've always done it you know of dancing do you know like when was the last time you got up and just lipped around the house like do you know like we can be more afraid of those things of creativity of play how many adults I meet that freak out if you mention like play like and it comes up a lot in soul retrievals like creativity play and just accessing those inner parts of ourselves it would be easier to ask them to climb Mount Everest mm. Do you know, because that's like a target. I can go there or be easier to go to them. Let's release this and release that. Yeah, I can work with that. That other one, I'm actually, no. Uh, well, also I'm an adult. Like, so those things, you know, you're meant to maybe lose them as you get older. Surely they, they go down because the responsibilities get higher. So it's even the stories that we might create around ourselves, around our capacity to hold certain emotions, like, and to have permission to actually have them. You know, and to reclaim that, yeah, it's my divine birthright to experience lightness and to experience pleasure, to experience passion, to experience joy, to experience laughter, contentment, you know, like whatever it might be, like creativity, playfulness, stupidity, you know, as in mischievousness, you know, like all those kind of things, just like laughter even. Do you know, like it's to me, that's the reclaiming is of those parts as much as the parts that are hurt like because those parts are actually hurt as well yeah and those parts also are superpowers right mm. and we are oftentimes afraid of that uh, yeah. which makes us powerful yeah. and mm. in that way you know happiness like that true 
happiness from the depth of your soul, you know, not like the superficial happiness because you just got your way. Although that can be nice too at times. But that 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 joyfulness, you know, that that's that's a creative superpower. You know, yeah. that's like being in that and life was soaring through you. You're capable of 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 creating shit, you know, in life. Yeah. And you know, that can be scary to yourself and it can be really offensive to some people because some people prefer having heavy, sad, uh, negative energies around them and people who like embody them. So if you're shifting into that joyful mood, you know, there there can be like a, a pushback from the people around you that just don't like being around people who hold a, a happy, joyful, expansive vibration, you know. So in that way, sometimes we're afraid of stepping into our true joy and our, you know, mm. expansiveness. Um, maybe out of fear of losing or they're annoying somebody and annoying them and then losing them. Um, so in a way, we're afraid of stepping into our power. So when it comes to reclaiming mm. our emotionality, I think that's a really a, a, an important aspect too, you know, as well mm. as the heavy emotions. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 when I'm listening to you, it comes in, again, it's too much. You're too happy. Yeah. You're too joyful. Mm. You're, 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 you're too full of life you're too you're too bloody alive like mm. you're just too much like do you know like we might often associate you know you're too emotional you're too angry you're too all the other side but we can be as scared of those as afraid as scared as afraid of those sides than we can be as the other like because that also means well if oh, are, you, are you actually allowed maybe to, to be this happy mm. and who maybe will i mm, knock off balance a little bit mm. if i'm this happy or the guilt i might feel around going god life's actually good or i'm really happy with who i am like even with nothing really maybe fully working i'm still really happy mm. do you want know, like to give all the knock off knock on effects off that there like yeah. so again we sort of keep ourselves smaller again so it's just like we don't want to shine too much like so it's, it comes again i hear to hear the word you're too much again like yeah and it's it's you know it can be so <sighs> frustrating for 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 your spirit you know mm. it seems like whichever way you express yourself along that spectrum seems to be too much for someone so i think sometimes we also need that just that like lived experience of having mm. been around the block for a while and realizing oh hang on a minute on this side of the spectrum it's too much and this side of the spectrum is too much where am i actually going and then looking back and realizing that you haven't actually embodied yourself you know you just like literally lifted up and out because there's no space for you whichever way you're showing up is not is too much or not good enough mm. for somebody else so there is this invitation that's currently supported as well to 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 look at sort of it's almost like our emotional household at the moment is being stirred there's like mm. put a flame underneath and it's like, like certain things get to rise up so that we can relate to our own emotional system in a healthier in a newer in a more expansive way and with that look at our environment and go wait who do I need to have a healing conversation around with? Like, what structures do I need to change, you know? And where are the environments that are just not willing, able, um, ready, whatever the reason is, to hold that space for me, mm -hmm. you know? What are the environments where I would have to continually show up semi like half disembodied and sort of like suppressing my emotions mm -hmm. in an in an emotional inauthenticity in a way 
just to be accepted, approved of, or okay there. And so then there's the question for us at the moment, A, how much do I rise and step into and reclaim my own full spectrum of emotionality into those powers, the powers I like in the, the, the light, the dark, and the bright. And yeah, it's the time of the year also where you go, where are we so far beyond having had conversations that certain relationship situations, ways of life just have to die off? And, you know, there's a whole other question around, you know, how to do that gracefully and doesn't have to be in a big argument. Mm. But there is, I feel like we're at this watershed moment where you, and they're coming around every so often, lately a little more often than usual, where you're like, whose team are you on? You know, are you on your own side mm. or you're on the side of the employer, the side of that that friend where the relationship just was dissonant for a very long time? You know, and the invitation is to come onto your own team. And so you get to express and expand and be more of who you are, because that's really the point of reclamation, right? It's stepping into yourself mm. more fully, acknowledging yourself more fully, supporting, trusting, um, and accepting yourself more fully, and then create your life and your circumstance from that place. Because you will meet people now from that expanded place that resonate with that version of you. Mm. You know, if there's like, if there's been a whole lot of healing work done around anger and all of a sudden anger doesn't drive you subconsciously anymore, but you have found a healthy way of expressing your anger, listen to your anger, get the information that anger has to you, that whole piece that say has undergone a huge healing journey that will sit within your own dynamics completely differently. And it will stop repelling certain people and it will start inviting certain people and circumstances. So, but us starting to come onto our own team there is the invitation, there's the possibility to create an entirely new life. And we, we hear that at the moment, you know, a new reality is coming in. That new reality, in my view, isn't just coming in. That reality also has to be embodied. And it can only become embodied and lived through how, how we show up. And this is one of those pivotal moments, you know, where we get to ask ourselves, yeah, whose side are we on? For me, it's like if you begin to notice how you adjust yourself to the outside world. Like that's sort of how you can begin to sort of see where you're meeting things, people, places, aspects of life and where you're actually adjusting who you are to fit into that there. Like as in like suppressing parts of yourself or not speaking up like in certain ways or not expressing yourself or not showing up fully there or whatever it might be, but where parts of you would like to be doing it differently. Like, meeting those places and initially even just you know like I keep saying that but just being with them because the first thing is just becoming aware of it like because it's the work comes from the inside out like do you know like so if you just do the inner work and you don't have to go looking for it because you don't have to go looking for your emotions because they're with you all the time like mm. do you know like so it's being aware of which ones are actually really looking for my attention like do you know, like first as well, actually, maybe I'll just go look for this one because I hear everybody chatting about that. So maybe I must have that somewhere too. Or this one here actually be really easy to do. But it's the ones that maybe just I keep meeting like, and maybe now it's time where I'm deciding actually I'm going to be courageous and go, I can't maybe keep living this way. Mm. I maybe can't keep, you know, dumbing myself down. I maybe can't keep showing up in that way. I maybe can't keep giving in the way I gave like. Do you know, like, so it's not always bad things, but maybe it's things that were really good and we just go, actually, I can't keep doing it that way because that, that won't, it doesn't feel like it's going to work for me and who I am anymore. Like, so you're allowing this period sort of, of adjustment and noticing 
what's coming to completion. Do you know, like, because to me, it just feels like there's so many cycles within ourselves that are coming to completion. And it's like, how can I actually sort of allow that to happen? Do you know, like, and maybe how can I not even work with it, but just, in a sense, ritualize that to help me allow things to come to completion and choose them, like, because we get to choose to be reborn we don't always have to wait for it to happen to us. like. Mm. But most of us will cling on, cling on, cling on until it's taken out of our hands. like, And then we'll give out shit about it. like. But we can actually, most of us will see the things that are coming mm. to an end, that are beginning to die, that have had their beautiful life cycles. And now we're maybe getting to choose to actually work with the rebirth to allow that to feed us. And that to resources, just like you're saying, no using the joy, the happiness. So even if I don't know what that is, I can allow the sense of that rebirth of what's on the other side to begin to draw me forward while maybe not ignoring what's dying, but honoring it and to begin to complete it. Like, because mm, mm. I just feel like there's a lot of holding on, going on. on. We, we, we can bring life back to this yet. Nope, nope, no. And I, a way of looking at that is, is to look at it as a 12 month cycle, you know, because like the underlying energies, we are talking about, you know, the new moon in, in, in Scorpio and, um, and it's particular situation with all aspects going on. But, you know, think of it from this time this year until this time next year. So where would you like to be in 12 months time? And not as in crazy goal setting, but, you know, how do you want to feel like sort of like to what level do you feel you want to be accepted by the people around you you know mm. who need the people who needs to shift you know where do you there's an element as well of boundaries that plays into this particular portal um boundaries oftentimes we think of boundaries towards other people but there's a level of boundary towards our own where we are letting our own mind go where we're letting our own communication go like where are we hanging in these relationships that we're that are not feeding us anymore we're very much aware of that that might even infuriate ourselves and we can just about hang in there in in the conversation with mm. the person but then one might come out of this and have like a bitch about the whole situation to ourselves in the car on the way drive home and then maybe to our partner and then we go on the phone possibly to somebody else and like at some point you gotta you hear yourself giving out about that person even in an eloquent way you know it doesn't have to be a bitching session but it can be like literally going like wow you know every time i come out of this conversation i feel like totally not heard it's like there's always one side that's talking you know it's like it doesn't seem to matter the other person doesn't even seem to understand where i am at not be confused even asking it and this has been going on for months maybe years you know it might be my realization that comes up up like that and then the boundary comes around it's like okay how much of your time and effort are you giving to that you know to that relationship to that time or also maybe to bring in a certain level of awareness you know this is a level that it's not acceptable for me personally anymore and like what other people do is always their job but if we have people who love us and who we love which i assume relationships you know that's why we're in usually in relationships there's a certain level of respect um sometimes we don't get to choose in what relationships we're in that's also part of it but you know let's say you've already had the hard conversations maybe you've already talked about you know 
you know, not being heard, not being seen. There's always, you know, one side of talking. You're only calling me when, you know, maybe you, you've had these conversations already. And I feel like this portal now into the next 12 months is like, how many of those relationships are you willing to entertain as you're going forward? Because they eat into your energy household. And they are in a way, not that the person is a mismatch, but the energy, the energetic resonance there there's a this is not there there's a dissonance and what usually happens is that both sides go off feeling very disharmonic it's not that the other person necessarily wins the other person is not it seems for, for one side a sort of relationship that you, you would assume that the other person goes home and is happy and joyful and they get everything they need and you're just not depleted most likely the other person doesn't really get either what they're needing so if after conversation that couldn't be resolved it's like for you just on two different vibrancies it's 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 not a better one let's not get it down that road you know higher evolved less evolved it's not about that it's just different it's like two certain notes just don't vibe together you know unless you're a very gifted jazz musician and you know how to make that work you know and then you have to do it consciously it's not just you know hanging in there mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, think of the next 12 months, if, if there was like a masterpiece, if there was like a piece of music, you know, how do you want the resonance be, you know, do you want to go into these relationships where you go, yeah, I can't show actually who I really am, you know, and I mean, there, there is common sense that, you know, if there's a business meeting that, you know, like the, the appropriate ways to express emotions and then there are ways that are not actually conscious, they're just bubbling up and you have a, a rage, I don't know, against your boss with your coworker. Do you know, you're like, okay, maybe I have to get rid of that surplus. I have to digest that emotion, integrate and figure out what's what's a productive way of bringing that point across. You know, that can be very much to what is like deeply disturbing to you, but it doesn't have to be a rageful conversation. So the ways of having these are not, but overall, I think if you want to work with this, there's an invitation to come into a greater sense of authenticity, home into yourself. And also an authenticity in terms of with how you align the outer world with who you actually are at this point. And I think that's always very exciting. And to think of that as a phase um, of, of like grow into it. You know, it doesn't, some things will change one day to the other, but more likely let it just be a thought and energy that works with you and let that inform as you going forward, maybe even just not let certain new relationships happen that would fall into that sort of bracket of one-sidedness or whatever the way to trigger you. Mm. There's a word that springs to mind. Um, I can't remember where I heard it, like in sort of in relation to being aware of your sort of energetic exchange and all like was self-preservation like yeah that sometimes we are in spaces where we actually need to preserve our own energy like and that can be sometimes with family friends colleagues whatever it might be like but even sort of exploring that there like off do you know, like am I just like constantly overgiven always it's always out 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 and then I'm left maybe frustrated angry not peaceful or berating myself about how I never have people who listen to me or speak to me Mm. or who want to help me or support me or whatever it might be like that you're beginning to actually see see the dynamics like of where where are your needs like and what are your needs like Mm. do you like and whose needs are being met 
in all of your exchanges, especially if that you've that same sort of rhythm, the same story, the same sentences going around in your head where you just feel you're not being seen, witnessed, heard. There's no exchange. You feel like there's a constant output. And I feel that with so many people, they just feel there's constantly outputs and very little coming in like but there has to because so many people are giving outputs I'm like who's getting all these inputs because <laughs> I'm not the people I'm chatting to <laughs> you know like I've never he- heard anybody go I receive so much like do you know like I'm just overflowing with everything that's everybody's given to me people are just like like you know I'm helping this and doing this and I just feel like I can't even hear myself like mm-hmm. do you know like so it's like whose needs are being met in these exchanges and where are your needs within these here and then what's being fed by you keeping to do this, keep keeping doing this? Like, do you know, like what's, what do you think some, somewhere down the road, they will see me? You know, somewhere down the road, somebody will ask me what I need. Mm. And what is it doing to your self-image? Like mm. how you see yourself, you know, this idea of compounding interest, this idea of putting yourself steadily into these situations where you feel you've been labeled as too much or where you feel you're not being heard or or, or fill in, whatever it is. But when you keep putting yourself into those situations, you continue to believe more and more and more that you're not worthy, Mm. you know? And so the, the sort of call to a certain level of reparenting ourselves, a certain level of maturation of our spirit um, a certain maturation and um of of how do we modulate all these things within us you know where do we give ourselves permission to speak up and i don't mean speaking up necessarily even externally although that's mm. also important internally speaking up internally the red flags that are going up and you're like holy shit like this is not healthy this is expl- you know this is so exhausting or this is like feels so aligned or oh my god I don't actually want to talk in this way at at all anymore and this relationship keeps pulling me into this negativity you know not talking about like difficult emotions but like pure negativity Mm. like listening to the signals that are coming up and then the question is are you listening to those signals again are you on your own team and what boundaries are you putting in for yourself in that place you know and I'm not suggesting I cancel connection with people, you know, sometimes that, that is needed, but sometimes it can be also limiting a phone call, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you feel that energy in a phone call goes to that place, excuse yourself, you're like, let me call you back next week. And so you're starting to teach the other person by how you show up and for where you draw the line, you know, and you don't ever have to actually say that. You don't actually have to say you don't go into negativity. It's just a given. I think that's when boundaries have really like, establish themselves when you don't even have to think about them it's just mm. a it's internal it's like that's not a place i enter i don't talk negatively about other people you know um even if the other person is luring something out um or wanting to you just change subjects move on um and then long term you can you can always decide if that person is still only going there you know you can make up your own mind whether you can entertain that phone call for 10 minutes Mm. five minutes two minutes an hour or not at all anymore you know but there are many different ways it's like are you still going out to meet that friend for a coffee when you know for the last five years it ended up in in that way you know uh are you constantly And that's where we have to sometimes step into responsibility, but also be very much aware of our 
circumstances, but where are you, even within your job situation, constantly expose yourself to whether it's overtime or whether it's a way of workload, a way of communicating that is in deep dissonance with your emotional integrity, with your values, you know, and how long are you willing to do that? Now, with that, an asterisk, if you have children, if you have a mortgage, if you have payments, we're all, you know, connected in that fabric. But there, it is a portal, nevertheless, to invite you to see those aspects. So then you can work with it slowly in time. You can get creative within your job description. You can get creative within the boundaries that you set, how you're communicating to your coworkers, to your boss. So, you know, you can avoid like that funky talk at you know the water cooler or that mm. you know that he gets like oh friday afternoon my boss is like super psyched he has all these ideas and i know next week like none of them are important anymore but it takes up all of my time you know how can you get out of these situations so you're not just the emotional doormat that you know where everything lands and that's not no disrespect to to maybe your boss or your co-worker whatever it is but how can you take yourself out of that situation do you need to book in meetings with other people around that time and you just avoid that friday afternoon kind of connection so that there are many ways we can make uh small little choices that all have a compounding effect and what i found and i've been on both sides several times you know on my team and not on my team that at this point and now how it feels when i'm not on my team it doesn't mean necessarily i can change it in that moment but i can acknowledge it you know i can acknowledge like okay i'm just like not able or willing to make that decision that needs to be made so right now i'm there and like hence i feel like really exhausted or you know confused Mm. or whatever it is but ultimately i also have know how it feels to have compounding effect of being on your team more often it allows you to say no so you can say yes to what you really need to say yes to it feels incredible in your own body in your own beingness because every time you're on your team you're essentially saying yes to you to your aliveness you're saying yes and to the you experience this gratitude for being alive you say yes to your soul purpose you say yes to what needs to come through me what you know what am i here to deliver into the world you're saying yes to all of those things but that requires sometimes to say no to others and I feel this portal through the emotional world this time around. There are many portals inwards. Um, but this time it's more so through our emotional world that gives us that choice and that awareness around where am I saying yes to myself and where am I actually saying no to myself? Mm-hmm. Because like we're still waiting on the knight in shining armor to come running in and tell us you don't have to go to that meeting or you know, you don't have to go meet that friend or you don't have to go listen to all of that BS or whatever it is, like we're waiting for somebody else to give us permission. Like, do you know, like was, was hoping that somebody will go actually go and take a day off there. Should don't you look after the kids today? I'll do that there. Do you know, like we're looking for somebody else to take, in a sense, take our power, like or looking for somebody else's power to step in, like where else the work, like the the power is in us choosing ourselves, like. Mm. You know, like, and, and learning that we will be okay. Cause I think it's the fear of, well, if I do all that, oh, what's the repercussions like? And we're already there before we've even practiced it. Do you know, like, we're on the other side before we've practiced it. It's a real fear though, as well, in mm. terms of when you look out, a lot of people around you are not on their own team. Mm. 
right? So it's a case of what are, what are we modeling? So by being on our own team, like we are modeling to others to do the same. So if you have, I always recommend to have a couple of people in your life who are on their own team. Mm. <laughs> it helps immensely. It doesn't need to be like one is enough. <laughs> one one person doesn't even have to be a real person as in, in your vicinity. If that's like a teacher or if that's somebody there that you relate to in that way, you go, okay, as a remember, um, a reminder. I think that's really important because and that's why it's so difficult to be on our team. It's not what we currently live in our society. Because mm-hmm. like, this when you said that, all I can think was like, but they kind of maybe don't need to be on their own team because they've everybody else doing all the other parts for them. Like, mm-hmm. because nobody's on their own. Yeah. Everybody's playing roles belonging to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to please everybody else or adjust or play this game sort of thing. Like, do you know, like, so everybody's feeding into the same old patterns like mm. or else we need more more of us stepping out and going actually yeah like I've had to really think about this and I, I can't do it this way like but we have to allow our it's like we not have to I think it's a space where we're sometimes allowing our whole nervous system to catch up as well like mm. because we go into that well if I say no oh we either go into maybe guilt of oh my friend will think I'm horrible or maybe then I'll be left with no friends and then what will happen if I have no friends and then oh my god I'm going to die all alone with my cats like you know like we'll go into yeah. high activation like so it's an understanding of all those feelings are normal but not all of them are true yeah. Do you know like so we have to work with the self-soothing that you mentioned the reparenting attending to ourselves and going okay we don't have to do it the next time but we can begin to build up to it and maybe let's practice in a little place in a little way that feels easy mm. first yeah and also if you can gang up like with yeah. each other you know i mean i hear it so often people eating you know not only eating lunch at their desk mm-hmm. but also like how to have indigestion how they you know you essentially when you're working while you're eating whatever stress you're under because there's a reason why you eat work while you at lunch right so there's mm-hmm. probably a deadline or something on that stress you're taking that into your system with every with every bite right. with every chew um and it's one of the things I hear from so many people that you know that actually doesn't suit them it doesn't work for them well so it can be something as 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 e not easy as simple might not be easy to reach out if that's something that you feel who else is in your team mm. who else have you had a similar you know we can have conversations around this theme so you're like oh my god Susie over here is like always complaining about this she's always saying like you know that's really difficult for her it's like okay and then you know we have Marta over here oh that's interesting so you get a kind of a gang together and go like could we just you know decide that we're not working during lunchtime anymore make that inner boundary and then go well how are we gonna convey that to our boss you know because imagine if if you had some brave soldier in your team standing up and just kind of speaking up for that and going like we're killing our digestive system and when i'm saying we're eating down we're eating down all of our problems all of our issues and when we do this five days a week it sets a direction we're teaching ourselves that we're eating our frustration our stress our emotions down and so when we have that it's it's such an unhealthy link that so many people have to experience and there is pressure for real you know mm. like what i often see is people like well if you don't do your overtime if you don't get this out if i don't eat mm-hmm. at my desk i definitely not get the promotion 
Mm. You know, so what I would say, A, is that really a promotion or is it just another job title? Because sometimes that happens in companies too. <laughs> it's not a mm. real promotion. It's just like sounds fancier, you know, and the money that's at the end of that, does that when you count that up to how many lunches you had at your desk, like like how much is that pay rise really if if there is one in reality if it's worthwhile and it's worthwhile for you go for it but just think about you had this one soldier in your team that would speak up in some very elegant healing way and just deciding she's not going to do that anymore and you've been longing to do that now you have a team you can look over and you're just going to go on the inside thank you so much for doing this <laughs> because now you just opened up the door where we can all walk through so sometimes in our life, we have that bravery in ourselves to do it as the lone wolf. And sometimes we need to gang mm. up with each other. So this is why having conversations around all of this, you know, you know what? I'm just feeling really stretched. I feel like I'm really a capacity at the moment with my workload. Being a little bit more honest about emotionality and changing that dial, that, that doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're not good at your job. Mm. It's just It's just that, you know, full stop. And then relate to each other as humans on that level, you know, it's like other moms, can you help each other with like with kids? Like it goes, it doesn't matter where we are, yoga teachers, you know, what, like, let's have honest conversation with one another. I feel it's a portal into mm -hmm. that as well with the Uranus. There's always a, a sense of authentication, which always means like leveling up truth, right? Bring truth to the surface. So we get to relate, not on this pretending it's all fine. I, I'm, I'm okay. Mm. Uh, but actually starting to go like, I'm okay, but just about, right? I don't want to do this for another five years because this will really le le leave like tears, mm. tears in my system. It will really pull me apart and will have like physical implication, but also emotional, psychological implications. So it's, it's that honesty that we can slowly bring in with some people in our life and start bringing people into our life who, who allow for that and who thrive with that and start building our world in a new way so we have people around where we can share that and then together we can create those changes because in isolation you know we all have our lone wolf moments <laughs> where we can probably all remember on one hand when we had those you know that courageous this is the fight i'm fighting and more power to you but it's usually not what runs through it on a day-to-day -day basis it can be very exhausting so what can we do together you know mm. That's what I can't remember what I was watching there. It was, it's just a phrase that you often hear anyway, like that we heal in community, like. Mm. Not really like that, you know, it's all relational, like, is what we're working with all of the time because we're never not in relation to something, whether it's ourselves or somebody, like. So we heal in community. So often when we think we're the only one feeling that, I can guarantee you you're not, like. Yeah. Do you know, like, within whatever space it might be, like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it is, it's really a time of, you know, on one hand, the emotional dimensionality that we mentioned. On the other hand, also, you know, to not wallow in certain feelings or unnecessarily or unconsciously. It's not like bathing in that one expression, mm. you know, um, and, and falling into that that victimhood you know that there's a there's a fine line of acknowledging ourselves and being with ourselves and then there is this like you know it's to me it's the it's the flip side of emotion like when we talk on the other side of procrastination sometimes mm. things have to just stay in the oven and bake a little bit longer don't take them out too early because the souffle will just like you know flop don't look in and at other times it's clear up procrastination 
And I think it's it's the same on this side, you know, sometimes you know, we can be aware of it, but like you said earlier on, it's just not the time to resolve that and to honor that, but then also to know sometimes when we either shy away or just hang in the feeling. So mm. understanding that. So to me, feelings and boundaries always go together because a lot of the times when we're engulfed with our feelings, we also have no boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> you know they 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 tend to tend to be go go hand in hand so yeah um in that way i think it's a beautiful way not always easy but it's a beautiful portal into reclaiming aspects of yourself so when i think of reclamation i'm always thinking of like something that you know as i was already like oh i don't need to limp here anymore because it just found my second leg <laughs> you know or it's it, it's little things like that it's like oh my god this is like to me reclamation while the process can sometimes be painful it can also be most beautiful at times um it ultimately helps me as i'm going forward to be more able and more joyful in life it's it's it's, it's a super supporting and life force enhancing i think way beautiful I think on that little note, it's a perfect place to wind up our chats. Um, so thank you, everybody, for joining us for today's episode. And we hope it resources you and gives you some insights to start thinking about how to meet all these aspects within yourself. And we look forward to connecting next week, as always. So take care and enjoy. Take and care, thank everybody. you, BB. Thanks, Rosalind. Till next week. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. <laughs>